Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. If you want to hear more than just this highlight from the program, become a Coast Insider, and you can listen to the full episode plus recent shows covering the mysterious death of Kurt Cobain, the possibility that government may soon reveal the truth about UFOs, and the power of witchcraft as told by an actual practicing witch. Start listening now by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Some of these paranormal experiences that you had, uh, what was uh, one of your first that uh, you will just never forget? Well, uh, I will never forget this. I, um, I was, my bedroom was at the top of the stairs. I was 12 years old, and I was laying in bed one night, and my family dog was right at the edge of the bed with me. And out of nowhere, my bed just started to wobble, and it lifted up probably just a few inches, and then it fell quickly back down to the floor. And I know it was real because the my dog jumped up, my limbs had wobbled side to side, and just as it happened, my older brother had been walking up the stairs, and he poked his head in, and he goes, what was that noise? And I just... You know, I couldn't even speak. I'm sure I was white as a sheet, and, you know, he just wandered off, probably thinking I was just this weird little brother. Um, but that was the most terrifying experience, my first terrifying experience um, when I was very young <laughs> to have that happen. And you bought a haunted house. What happened, and who died in there? Oh, my gosh, yes. So, um, you know, it's, that was crazy. I bought the house, and it was it was bought as is, and it had been vacant for four months. And so on the day of moving in, my neighbor came over and, and her young son, and of course he's like, you know, hey, do you know the history of the house? And I'm like, no. And unfortunately, the former occupant had shot himself in the oh. bedroom. And nobody disclosed that to you? No, and I did follow up with the realtor, and unfortunately at the time here in Florida, um, legally they wouldn't have to. And ah, I said, well, I okay. said well, what about morally? It's right, <laughs> morally and ethically. <laughs> So, unfortunately, the, the neighbor's son um, was the one that found the individual. Um, he had, the door had been left ajar for about two days, and he wandered in, and I think there was a dog that he was, you know, had heard barking, and it was unusual for the man not to come out for a few days. And so, unfortunately, he had, um, he had performed that act in the front bedroom, and um, he had performed some sort of ritual, and what it looked like was um, Santeria, or, where he had a, a very ritualistic um, chicken feet and candles and, and all these crazy things and at the time i had no idea what any of that was and i brought in psychics and mediums mm-hmm. and later a, a modern day shaman to help me remove um the presence because there was a presence from day one in the house and that was um they, I, actually to this date there's still activity was it house. an evil presence gear or, or, or what was it like so we, it was both. So there would be very weird things, like things would go missing, and I'd hear knocks. Um, the blinds would, you know, be knocked and, and, and almost off the wall and things like that. But then there were actually there was actually a demon um, who materialized in the house one night, um, inches from my face. And so what we determined was that um, whatever he had been, so the soul of the individual that lived here was still trapped here or staying here, and the evil presence that he had conjured through whatever, you know, magic, you know, I'm sure if it was Santadia or Voodoo, whatever he had done um, had brought in that evil entity. And so I worked on him. That that has ceased. So I'm pretty sure that the shaman I called in um, was able to remove that. Gosh, that's scary stuff. When you wrote the book, The Dead, tell us a little bit about this. It's because it's, it's really about you, isn't it? 
It really is. And, and what happened was I'd written a, a series of short stories called Seven Lessons, and they kind of take you through reincarnation and astral projection and divination and basically all the things that I studied in metaphysics. And um, I'd written a fictional story based on my experiences, and so many people had asked me, you know, did those things really happen to you? Cause the main character was based on me. And I said, you know what, let me just write everything that's happened to me in chronological order from beginning to end at that point. And so that's where the dead came from. And so I start with my, the first chapter is actually the story of my bed levitating itself. And then I take you through, and I take you through current time and, and, and I bring in, you know, the house and the demon and the, the haunting, excuse me, the haunting, and weave that through the story. So that's where the dead came from. Have you, you've had a past life regression, right? I've had multiple, yes. Tell me what got you to do that in the first place. So it was very interesting. I, I, I have a, I've always had very vivid dreams and, and many, many recurring dreams. And I had one recurring dream where I was on a motorcycle and I had a woman on the back and we kept crashing. And in the dream, I would see it from different perspectives, but it was always the same incident. The, the bike skidded either on oil or something in the road. Um, she was flung, you know, 30, 40 feet away. Um, and she passed, and I was left immobile. I couldn't move my legs. And for many, many years as a young child, I couldn't sleep with the covers on my legs. Um, I felt claustrophobic. I always had to have the covers off. And when I regressed back into that lifetime and I focused on it, I actually found out that for the next 11 years after that accident, I was wheelchair-bound. And sadly, the woman on the back of the bike was my partner, um, and she had passed. And once I uncovered that, I no longer had the claustrophobia on my legs. How about that? It works, doesn't it? I, I thought it was very interesting, and, I, and I, was, I was on a radio show where somebody said, well, I think that's kind of a cheat that you can, you know, tab back into a life and kind of remove some of the issues or the lessons that we learn in life. And, and I disagreed because I said well, it's no different than going back to a childhood trauma, maybe where you almost drowned in a pool and kind of got past the fear of water. I didn't really see any difference. Oh, there's nothing wrong with it. If you have the ability to go back and fix things, nothing wrong with that at all. Absolutely. And uh, you also have touched on channeling. Yes. Yeah, so one of my first experiences um, was witnessing somebody um, allow their, their spirit guide or their guardian angel <laughs> to come through them. And it was a very, it, it was, it was, at first it was terrifying, and then it was extremely peaceful and rewarding, but uh, a male actually allowed a woman to come through. So to see this, this male's body being taken over by a woman and a woman's voice coming through, and as I'm watching this, this happen and, and there, this woman is speaking to me, I'm just waiting for you know, this guy to break character and say, I gotcha, you know, and I'm just waiting and waiting. And talked about a lot of you know, metaphysical perspectives and reincarnation and such. And I, and I was buying into it, um, but of course I was like, you know, I'm not sure if this is real. And then the last thing she did was actually reference a dream I had had the night before that I had told no one and described the dream in detail to me. And so obviously they were able to, you know, get in touch with my subconscious to, to get that information. And that absolutely told me that it was real. And in living in this haunted house gear, did it uh, did it bother you, or were you able to make do? You know, it's 
It's funny, and, and this is part of the reason why I wrote Ghost Crime. So for the majority of my, of, of my experiences, they weren't, they're not egregious. I mean, the demon was a whole nother level for sure. That was an experience I never want to go through again. But for the most part, they were what I call parlor tricks. You know, taking my keys or, you know, knocking the blinds and things like that. are Mis- Mischievous things. Yeah, exactly. Three knocks on the glass. And, and they always seemed to happen when there was remodeling or if there were Christmas decorations. Like, don't stop messing with my house kind of thing. And so I started thinking about all the paranormal attacks that we hear about, you know, these things that where people are hurt or, 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 or even killed. And I thought, well, let me reach out to some of these first responders and, and find out, because if anybody's going to experience and, or hear or even see these things, it'll be them. And that's what brought me to, um, and, and then really at that point I had written about all my paranormal and metaphysical experiences, but I still wanted to write more about it and tell the stories. Did you have weird uh, dreams or visions while you were in the house? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so and in, in, in so I'm, I, would, I would get bits and pieces of the individual story who lived here and how the wife had left and left him distraught. And, um, and, and I had seen him, you know, get rid of his personal belongings, and I wasn't really sure because he didn't move. So I'm like, why is he packing things up and why is he taking things out of the house? And I later found out from the neighbors that um, because they were going through separation or divorce proceedings that he was giving away his things and he would say things like, I don't want the lawyers to have it or I don't want my wife to have it. And there was even a rumor that he had, like, um, hid $10,000 in the walls. You know, <laughs> Did you knock course, the walls down? <laughs> it, it took everything I had not to take a sledgehammer to the yeah, drywall, really. trust me. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> he put it in there and he patched it up. You know what, though? That could be true. I know. Well, there was another neighbor who said that he thought he said he had flushed it. And I'm like, well, yeah. if that's the case, then so be it. But yeah, but yeah I kind of went around feeling the drywall looking for some patches. <laughs> Just in case. Well, how did it feel when you got out of that house? Oh, I'm still in the house. Oh, you're still there? Yep. Wow. And to this day, to this day, the most common occurrence is three knocks. And so I've taken, over the years, I've learned so much about protecting myself against the paranormal. So I have a, um, excuse me, holy water and sea salt barrier that I've created around the house. So now the knocks will come from outside on the sliding glass doors. And they'll happen, and, and where I'm sitting will be just maybe, you know, six, seven feet away. And my dogs are, you know, they, I love, they help me debunk things because they'll turn and, and, and bark right where, you know, we heard the three knocks. So I know it wasn't the TV or the radio. You know, I know what happened. I'll be in a completely quiet house. You know, but they'll react, you know, with me that they actually heard it as well. And uh, has anybody ever been hurt in the house because of this? So I've, I haven't had that happen. No, no guests have been hurt. So what happened with me was, um, and this is probably the most brazen act, was um, I had gone to bed and, and I had my shirt off and I was very agitated that night and I had to get up early, but I couldn't get to sleep. And so I'm kind of laying on my side and I just, something was bothering me. I didn't, I don't know, I couldn't relax and I felt two fingers just not only poke me in the ribs, but actually push me so that my body rocked. And I just, you know, I probably, sp- I don't even remember, I sprang out of bed. I was on my feet. Um, but, you know, two fingers had actually touched me on my bare skin. And I felt the fingers. I felt the, the cold. And like I said, it rocked me. It pushed me enough. And so that was when when something like that happens, and we cross over from playful hiding my keys, you know, or three knocks on a door, 
to actually, you know, pushing me or touching me, that's a whole new level. So now you're just not trying to be, you know, silly. Now you're trying to, you know, get my attention for other reasons. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.